Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Good evening and you are all welcome to our Renew Your Mind service. This evening, noun has been named our Kingdom Mindset Service. Amen. Wherever you are, wherever you are listening to me from, you want to share the link, you want to share the stream so that someone also listening will be blessed. Amen. We want to start off by first giving honor to whom honor is due. We want to give honor to our senior pastor, Apostle Kingsley J. Godson, who has been a great help and a tremendous vision bearer over the years want to thank god for his life want to thank god for how obedient he has been even to god's call over his life amen we also want to salute all the men of god all the women of god in the ministry want to thank god for their lives and how far god has brought them amen amen all right this evening i have a very short message to share with each and every one of us even as we sit in the comfort of our homes. But I would like us to pick up our notebooks, pick up our Bibles, and take notes even as the message is going on. Amen. This evening, I want to share with you something small on understanding thanksgiving. Something small on understanding thanksgiving. Amen. And before we start off, I'd like us to say a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this opportunity and privilege to even be in your presence. Father, even as we look into your word, O oh God, your word says that the entrance of your word giveth light, O oh God. Let understanding, let revelation, let illumination, O oh God, flood our hearts, O oh God, that there will be a total transformation of our lives. In Jesus' precious name have we prayed. Amen. All right. So this evening, like I said, I have a short message to speak to you concerning understanding thanksgiving. And my anchor scripture is from the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 18. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Then he goes on to say that for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The Bible says that in everything, the believer is expected to give thanks. Then he goes on to say that it is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That means if you are looking for one of the will of God for your life, it is that you will live a life of thanksgiving. God expects the believer to live a life of thanksgiving. Amen. Now, on Sunday, I believe, Reverend Della took us through um, a message he titled Kingdom Enemies um, and spiritual immunodeficiency sins. Now, if you look at the Bible carefully, you realize that there are a group of sins um, that are maybe not seen to be great sins in the eyes of many. And there are also certain sins that maybe we have put to be great sins. For example, when you look at a sin like fornication, getting drunk, telling lies, we often place these sins to be great sins. But um, there are also other forms of sins that many believers don't take note of or regard. And that's what I believe the man of God shared on, on Sunday. He spoke about anxiety. He spoke about worry. He spoke about discontentment, pride, selfishness, lack of self-control, anger, boredom. And amongst them, one of them that stood out was unthankfulness. 
and thankfulness. He raised that up as one of his points. And I want to pick up from there and just um, zoom in on that point, on unthankfulness. Now, the Bible makes us understand that in the last days, many men will be unthankful. That means one of the natures that will be evident in the lives of many believers is that they will start to prove to be unthankful. They will start to live a life of unthankfulness. And the Bible makes us understand that that sin, together with all the sins that the Bible names, they have an equal punishment. One is not greater than the other. In fact, some people like to call such sins respectable sins because they can be overlooked. But the Bible makes us understand that sin is sin in the eyes of God. Amen. And so I want to start off by looking at why many Christians are unthankful. I want us to look at certain points on why many Christians are unthankful. Then we'll come and look at the definition for thanksgiving. And then we'll look at the benefits or the power of thanksgiving. Amen. Number one reason why many Christians are unthankful or why many men will be unthankful in the last days is that we think that it is God's duty to do his obligation as a father. Many people have a wrong mindset in thinking that it is God's duty to do his obligation as a father. And so we don't believe that we need to give God thanks. Now, whenever we start to think that way, we are treading on the lines of having a right now, yes, the believer has rights, but God largely does not attribute everything to do only to our rights. Like the man of God shared earlier, most of the things that happen to us in life, it is by the mercies of God. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 23, that it is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. So it is the mercy of God that fuels us. It is the mercy of God that keeps us. For which reason, we cannot have a mindset that God owes us to take care of us. So number one reason why many people are unthankful is that they think that it is God's duty to keep them or to um, play a role in their lives concerning fatherhood. So that is the first reason or that is one of the first reasons. Number two reason why many people are unthankful is that we assume God should know that we are grateful in our hearts. For example, when people come to God in the place of prayer, they assume or they start to think that, oh, God should know that I am grateful. For example, if I ask, how many of us here, before we, when, when we got up from our beds, thank God, we'll say, oh no, it is a reflex action to wake up and breathe. But it is not so. So the second reason why many people are unthankful is that they assume that God should be grateful. God should know that they are grateful in their hearts. And the Bible warns us clearly against sins of assumption and sins of presumption. Amen. Now, the third reason why many Christians are unthankful is that we are not sure if it was God who did it or it was we who did it. I believe that that is also another reason why many people are unthankful. They think that certain things are by their own power. For example, if you took, you took a car in the morning or you took um, your own vehicle and you drove, you think that it is because you went to a good driving school or because you learned how to drive by yourself for which reason you have been preserved on the road. But there are also certain situations where you think that God is actually the one playing a role. But if we are to really look at things carefully, we realize that nothing exists in our lives as believers like chance or luck. In fact, nothing in our lives is even by coincidence. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28, the Bible says, And we know that all things work together 
for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. Bible didn't say some things. Bible says all things. Your driving, your eating, your um, working, everything that you're doing. Bible makes us understand that it is through the grace and through the help of God. Amen. So number three. Three reasons is that we are not sure or most believers are not sure if this was the work of God or this was my human effort or this was by chance or luck. Number four reason why many Christians are unthankful is that we are too familiar with life. Many believers, because they are preserved or kept by God, they have gone to get to a point where they have become very familiar with life and they are casual even with the goodness and with the mercies of God. But the Bible says something in the book of First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. The Bible says that what do you have that was not given to you? That means God is the one who has given us this very precious gift of life. And so we need to realize that every single day, when God gives us a new opportunity, when God gives us a shot at life, in quotes, we are expected to be thankful. We are expected to be grateful. Amen. Number five reason why many Christians are unthankful. We easily forget because we think that it is by our hands that we have a living. We easily forget because we think that it is by our hands that we have a living. Amen. Now the Bible says something in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Bible says that, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. He says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Now, the reason why God was telling the children of Israel to remember the Lord thy God is because he was going to put them into a place where they were going to be able to make wealth. And he was going to put them into a place where they were going to be able to fend for themselves, more or less. But he said that when you get into that land where I have settled you, when you get into that place where things are working in your life, don't think that it is by your own strength. Don't think that it is by your own mercy. In other words, he wanted them to always remember that it was God who gave them the power to make the world that they were making in life. And so in life also for many of us as believers, we should not get to a point where we easily forget that it is God who has blessed the work of our hands. It is God who has given us the power to make wealth or to earn a living. So that's the fifth point or the fifth reason why many Christians are unthankful. Now, another reason or the sixth point is that many people are often embarrassed to acknowledge the goodness of God. Many people are embarrassed to acknowledge the goodness of God. Now, the typical example I can quote for this is that when you enter a restaurant, for example, and you see a Christian sitting on a table versus, say, a Muslim or another faith, in quote, the Christians will always find themselves finding it difficult to even pray before they eat or bless their meal before they eat. But you see other people of other faiths, they do not mind and they do not care even if it means them lifting up incense to bless their gods, in quote. So many times, people are embarrassed to give God thanks. And for this reason, they end up living an unthankful life. So that is the sixth point. Now the seventh point why many Christians are unthankful is that we think it is not necessary. Many of us, we trivialize the grace of God. We trivialize the mercies of God. We trivialize the gift of God. We trivialize things like prayer, giving, and the numerous opportunities and blessings in the kingdom of God. For which reason we see thanksgiving as unnecessary. 
And you see, the more you make Thanksgiving trivial in your eyes, the more you are diminishing the role and the work of God or the relationship that you have with God in your life. So that is point number seven on why many believers are unthankful. Now, point number eight on why many believers are unthankful is that many believers are actually disappointed in God. Because many believers are disappointed in God, when they come before God, they don't see any reason to thank him. Before they are even coming into the presence of God on a Wednesday, on a Friday, or even on a Sunday, they are already disappointed that God didn't answer a certain prayer request that they brought before him. But because they do not know the mystery of thanksgiving, for this reason, they err. So many people or many believers are disappointed in God, and so they don't see any need to thank God. Now, point number nine on why many believers are unthankful is that many people are unthankful because they do not honor God. Now, if you honor somebody, if you hold somebody in high esteem, whatever thing the person does for you or even the person doesn't do, you hold that person in a certain regard. Many believers are unthankful because they don't hold God in high esteem or they don't honor God. And for this reason, they are unthankful. And finally, or last but not the least, point number 10 on why many believers are unthankful is that we do not know the will of God. We do not know the will of God. Now, we read from our uncle's scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that in everything we are to give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, if you meet a believer who has not read the word of God or who is not reading the word of God, he has probably never come across this scripture. So he doesn't know that thanksgiving is the will of God for their lives. So many people are ignorant and many people are unthankful because they do not know the will of God. Now, let's move into what thanksgiving is. What thanksgiving is. Now, I believe that thanksgiving is the celebration of divine goodness and the prayerful expression of gratitude to God. Thanksgiving, it is the celebration of divine goodness and it is the prayerful expression of gratitude to God, whether spoken or unspoken. Thanksgiving is the celebration of divine goodness and it is the prayerful expression of our gratitude to God. Now let's look at Psalm 95 in verse 2. This will buttress the point that I'm making on the definition of thanksgiving. The Bible says in Psalm 95 verse 2, he said, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. The Bible says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. So I said, thanksgiving is the celebration of divine goodness. Then he says, it is also a prayerful expression of our gratitude to God. So we see in this scripture, one of the reasons explaining the definition I'm giving. Then let's look at Psalm 118 verse 1. Psalm 118 verse 1. The Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Then the Bible says in the verse 2, it says, Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. So I said, thanksgiving is the celebration of divine goodness and the prayerful expression of our gratitude to God. Now, if you look at the definition or the Greek definition of thanksgiving, you find that it says that it is the word eucharista. It is the word what? Eucharista. Now, the word there, eucharista, it just means good grace. 
Thanksgiving is good grace. Okay? So, Thanksgiving, it is the celebration of divine goodness and the prayerful expression of our gratitude to God. And it is also a celebration of good grace based on the definition or the, Hebrew, or, or the Greek definition of Thanksgiving. Amen. Now, it will surprise you to know that the average Jewish man will give thanks to God over 100 times in a day. When they wake up, they'll thank God. When they will walk, they'll thank God. When they are going about their normal duties, they'll pause to thank God. It is because they understood from Scripture that thanksgiving is what releases grace in the life of the believer. So thanksgiving is core in fueling the life that the believer is called to live. The Christian life was designed to be a supernatural life. I believe that this is a point that has been belabored a lot in this church. The Christian life is designed or was designed to be a supernatural life. And one of the primary laws that unlocks this supernatural reality is the law of thanksgiving. So thanksgiving is key. Thanksgiving is primary. Thanksgiving is foundational if the believer will advance and if the believer will make progress. Now let's look at why you must thank God. Let's look at a few points on why you must thank God. Now, from the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, we read and we said that Bible said, In everything we are to give thanks to God, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So the, the Bible says in that particular scripture, Paul expresses or gives us the reason why we are to give thanks. He said that for it is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So the first reason why we are to give thanks is because it is the will of God in Christ Jesus for your life. It is not because God has done or God has not done anything in your life. It is because it is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now the second reason why we must give thanks. The second reason why we must give thanks. Because it is a good thing. In the book of Psalm 92 and verse 1. Bible says that it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Bible says in Psalm 92 verse 1 again, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. So the second reason why the believer must give thanks is that it is a good thing. Now, if you remember the definition I gave or the Greek definition of thanksgiving, it said that it is eucharista or eucharistia and it means good grace so thanksgiving is a good thing to do whenever the believer engages in thanksgiving he is doing a good thing now the third reason why we must give thanks now i'm now moving to why it even affects us as believers now it says in the book of psalm 150 verse 6 psalm 150 verse 6 it says let everything that has breath praise the lord Praise ye the Lord. Now the Bible says in Psalm 150 verse 6, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Now for the word praise there, we can actually put thankfulness or thanksgiving there. Now the Bible is also saying it twice. It says, let everything that has breath thank the Lord. Then it says, thank ye the Lord. So twice, the Bible is emphasizing that we are to give thanks. Now this reason is because what? We have breath. Once you have breath, you are expected to give thanks to God. It is the ultimate and the primary reason why we are expected to give thanks to God, especially if we are living. 
When anybody is dead, that person doesn't have the opportunity or the privilege to give thanks. But so far as you have breath, you are expected to thank God. Now, you see, people always tell funny stories of how when people are close to near-death experiences and even such persons are atheists or unbelievers, the first expression that comes from their mouth is Jesus. And when they are often delivered from such attacks, they will say, thank you, Jesus. Then they will come back to themselves and realize that, no, um, we said we don't support or believe in Jesus. It is because God has placed in each and every person that innate desire to be filled by God. So the Bible says, let everything. He didn't say let the righteous man. He said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So every living thing is expected to praise God or to thank God. Now the third reason or the fourth reason why we must give thanks is that every good and perfect gift comes from God or God is our source. God is the source or God is the origin of every good and perfect gift that we receive. In the book of James chapter 1 verse 17, Bible says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Now the Bible says that a man can receive nothing except it be given to him from above. That means everything that we have received in life, everything that we are seeing in our life that is eternal, that God has blessed us with, it is from God. It is not by our own strength. So that is another reason why God expects the believer to give thanks. Now, the fifth reason is that we are to give thanks because we are not forgetful people. God is not a forgetful person. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10 that God is not unrighteous to forget our labor of love. Now, God expects us also to be people who remember things. Like I said from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. It says, remember the Lord your God. So Bible says in Psalm 103 verse 1 and verse 2. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. God doesn't want us to forget the numerous benefits that he gives us. In the book of Psalm 68, verse 19, Bible said that blessed be the Lord who daily loaded us with benefits. So God daily loads us with benefits. God is not like an employer who loads you with benefit probably at the end of the month. Bible says God daily loads us with benefits. And for this reason, God does not want us to be forgetful people who forget the benefits that he daily loads us with. So that is the fifth reason on why we must thank God. Now, the seventh reason on why we must thank God is that those who give thanks can see what God has done and they actually possess faith to see what God will do. Those who give thanks, they can see what God has done and they actually have the eyes of faith to see what God will do. Now, a critical story for me that exemplifies this point is the life of the woman called Hannah. Now, when Hannah was looking for a child and she went to, to the temple of God and she was praying and the prophet of God came and gave her a prophetic word, the Bible said that she cleaned her tears and she went home and she went as if everything has already been solved and that her child was on the way. The Bible said that she had, hitherto she had been knowing her husband, but the day she knew her husband after that revelation from God, the Bible says that immediately she took seed and she gave birth because she could see with the eyes of faith 
that God had done a new thing in her life. Now, if you study that scripture carefully from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2, the song that Hannah sang is an expression of somebody who had eyes of faith to see what God was doing and see what God had done in her life. So that is the seventh point on why we must give thanks. Now the eighth point on why we must give thanks is that thanksgiving is pleasing to God. Thanksgiving is pleasing to God. In the book of Psalm 69, Psalm 69 from verse 30 through to 31, the Bible says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Bible says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Then 31, look at what it says. It says, this also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bullock that hath horns and hoofs. Bible says that when you praise the name of the Lord with a song and you magnify him with thanksgiving, Bible says that it pleases the Lord and for God, it is even better than bringing an ox or a bullock that had horns and hooves. So thanksgiving pleases the Lord or it gives God much pleasure to see his children always live a life of thankfulness. Amen. Then the ninth reason on why we must give thanks the humble in heart are the only people who thank God. Or it takes humility to thank God. Or when you live a life of thankfulness, it proves that you are a humble person. When you live a life of thankfulness, it proves that you are a humble person. In the same book of Psalm 69, let's look at the verse 32. The Bible says, The humble shall see this, and they shall be glad, and your heart shall live that seek God. Now let's read verse 31 to 32 again to get a better understanding of it. It said, This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bullock that had horns and hooves. Then the Bible says that the humble, they shall see this. So it takes humility to live a life of thanksgiving. And it is only the humble of, in heart who have the eyes to be able to thank God. Now, remember what the scripture says. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. Now, if you link that to the definition of thanksgiving in the Greek, we said that it was good grace. Now, you see that thanksgiving is like a continual flow of grace. The more you thank God, the more grace flows in your life. And we know that grace is one of the key fuels that the believer needs to be able to move on. So these are some of the reasons why we must thank God. Now let me wrap it up by talking about the power of thanksgiving. The power of thanksgiving. Let me look at just a few points on the power of thanksgiving. Then let's try and see if we can do how thanksgiving is released. But let's first look at the power of thanksgiving. Now, thanksgiving fortifies our work with God. Thanksgiving, I believe it fortifies our work with God. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, it said that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, I said earlier that thanksgiving, it is for those who have eyes to see what God is doing and eyes to see what God has done. Now, thanksgiving gives you that power to be able to fuel your work with God. The more you look unto God, the more you are always confessing and giving God thanks. It equips you. It fortifies you. Such that when things are not even going on well, you will give thanks. When things are going on well, you will still give thanks. Now, this is what makes the believer a strong person. And it fortifies your work with God. 
Thanksgiving also produces faith, or it is one of the highest expressions of faith. Point number two. Thanksgiving produces faith, and it is one of the highest expressions of faith. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, Bible says that, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For anyone who comes to him must first believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, if you look at the story of the ten lepers in the book of Luke chapter 17, from verse 11 all the way through to 19, you realize that God declared that the person or the leper who returned to give him thanks, he showed an expression of faith. His thanksgiving was recorded or seen to be an act of faith. That is why I'm saying that thanksgiving, whenever you engage God in thanksgiving, you are producing faith or you are living a life of faith. Sometimes you may not have seen what God has done. Sometimes you may have seen what God has done. Maybe it, it, it might have escaped you. But living a life of thanksgiving will ensure that you stay on that narrow path that God has placed you on. Amen. Now the third reason concerning the power of thanksgiving is that thanksgiving is a multiplying factor in the lives of men. Thanksgiving, it is a multiplying factor in the lives of men. Now, if you study the scripture in the book of John chapter 6, when Christ was faced with an issue of um, insufficiency or lack, and he had to feed the 5,000 men, the Bible says that when he took the supply or the little supply that he had, what he did was to lift it up and to give thanks. Now, when he did that, he multiplied the bread and the fish more than enough to be able to feed the people. Then because of that act of thanksgiving, he even had 12 fragments or 12 um, excess baskets left. Enough for every believer, so that they will not, enough for all the disciples, so that they will not complain. Thanksgiving, it is a multiplying factor in the life of the believer. That is what the power it releases whenever a believer engages in it. The fourth reason on the power of thanksgiving is that it secures the help of men as destiny helpers. Thanksgiving secures the help of men as destiny helpers. Now, many believers live with the mindset as if to think that everything comes from only God and everything must be received only by going into heaven. No. God has made or designed help so that it comes through man. In the book of Psalm 17 and verse 14, the Bible says that from men which are thy hand, that is to say that the extension of God is man or the hand of God is seen in the life of men. So the more you can appreciate men, the more you can appreciate God, the more you can appreciate your helpers, the more help is released into your life. Some people have lost the opportunities that they should get in life because they were unthankful. Maybe somebody offered you a lift or somebody gave you an opportunity to get into a, a, a certain workplace or a certain job. But you forgot to give the person thanks. Now that person will start to regard you as an ungrateful person. And should there be a new opportunity or a new offer, I'm likely to tell you that it will be difficult for them to consider you again. So thanksgiving is what opens the gates of help in the life of the believer to receive destiny helpers. Amen. Now the fifth reason on the power of thanksgiving is that thanksgiving is the legal ground for favor. Thanksgiving, it is the legal ground for favor. Again, from the story of the ten lepers, 
The Bible says that the other nine, they went forth to the priest to go and show themselves to the priest and to fulfill the traditions that has been listed concerning those who were healed as lepers. But the Bible says the one man or the foreigner, the Samaritan who returned, Bible said that not only was he cleansed, but also he was made whole. Christ stood on his thanksgiving and turned his situation around and made him whole. So thanksgiving, it becomes the legal ground for the believer if they are going to engage or believe or receive a life of favor. Now let me end it on the sixth reason, on the power of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the cure for lack and nothingness. Thanksgiving, it is the cure for lack and for nothingness. Again, from the book of John chapter 6, studying how Jesus Christ fed the 5,000 families, we see that when he was faced with a problem of shortage and a problem of low supply, what he did was to give thanks. What he did was to give thanks. Now, I heard a particular story from Living Faith, um, Bishop Oye the Post Church, and he said one of his church members, they didn't have any food. They didn't have any meal in their home for the next day or for some days to come. And all they had in their house was water. And in the story, he said that the, the members took the water that they had, placed the water in bowls or poured the water into bowls, and they just started to give thanks. But, um, um, from, from the story, they continued giving thanks for almost an entire day. And by the time that they would rise up from their sleep and come back, the water had turned to food. It was a very brilliant and wonderful testimony for me. But for me, it just released or revealed to me the power of thanksgiving. In the same scripture that we read from John chapter 6, we see how thanksgiving, it turned little supply into more than enough so that there were fragments left for everybody to be able to pick up. So thanksgiving is the cure or it is the panacea for lack and nothingness. And then finally, let me give a last point, point number seven, just to make it perfect. Point number seven on, on why or the power of thanksgiving is that thanksgiving produces life. Thanksgiving produces life. In the book of John chapter 11, when Jesus Christ got wind of the story of the death of Lazarus, his very dear friend, Bible said that Jesus Christ waited for four more days to ensure that there was deadness in the life of Lazarus. Then after the fourth day, he went to the hometown of Lazarus. And when he went there, Bible said when he got before the tomb, he told them to open the tomb. And he cried out and said, Father, I give you thanks that you hear me. And all of a sudden, Lazarus, who had been dead for four days and was thinking, he came forth from the tomb. Thanksgiving can bring dead things to life. I don't know what aspect or what area of your life is suffering a form of deadness, but I'm submitting to you that if you engage in the mystery of thanksgiving, there is power to produce life from that form of death. Amen. Now, let me round this teaching up by looking at how thanksgiving is released. How is thanksgiving released in the life of the believer? Or what are the practical ways that we are able to give thanks as believers? Point number one, by offering words of thanksgiving. If you simply wake up or cultivate a lifestyle where every instant, every second, you are just declaring, thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you for life. Thank you for helping me open the door. Thank you for seeing me this far. Thank you for the car I drive. Thank you that I'm able to have public transport. Thank you that I don't have a car, but I will get a car soon. If you can just offer those words of thanksgiving, it will sooner or later become a habit that you cannot break free from or live away without. So thanksgiving, one of the practical ways that we are able to release it in our lives is by first of all, offering words of thanksgiving. Number two, by maintaining a heart of gratitude. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow all the issues of life. That means if anything concerning your life is going to pick up, if anything concerning your life is going to grow, it must flow from a grateful heart. So the more you maintain a heart of gratitude, you are not murmuring, you are not bitter, you are not complaining at things that you are told to do whether by your subordinates, whether by your superiors, the more you keep that grateful heart, the more you are able to release the power of thanksgiving in your life. Number three, another way we are able to release thanksgiving is by our offerings or giving offerings to God. Now, if you look at the story of Cornelius in the book of Acts chapter 10, one of the things that went up before God as a memorial was his giving of alms to, um, to, to those who were in need. So your giving it releases or manifests your thanksgiving. For example, in the kingdom of God or in kingdoms, when a king wants to display or show his wealth, what he does is that he gives. And by his giving, he reveals how much he has or what he has. Now, we understand from scripture that God has also made us kings and priests. And so one of the things that we are also expected to do is to give. So our giving of offerings to God, our even giving to men, it shows how we are able to release thanksgiving. Now, the fourth point or how you can release thanksgiving is by singing and making melodies in your heart. This sounds like a very trivial point, but the scripture actually admonishes, admonishes us that we are continue to sing and make melodies in our heart. So our singing, our making melodies, Maybe you could be there. A song just comes to heart. A song comes to mind. Just sing it. Sing it in your heart. Sing it out loud. And the more you do that, the more you are releasing thanksgiving in the atmosphere. The more you are saturating yourself with an atmosphere of thanksgiving. I mean, when you go to places like nightclubs, drinking sports, a lot of worldly songs are being played. And the more those songs are being played, the more people are energized to live a life of sin. Now, it is even better and even more real, even when it comes to you singing psalms and singing or making melodies. The more you do this, the more you build an atmosphere for which thanksgiving is able to flow. And then the final point on how we are able to release thanksgiving is by our testifying before others. Our testifying before others. In the book of Psalm 119, verse 68, the Bible says, Thou art good. And you do good. Teach me thy statutes. Bible says, thou art good. And you do good. Teach me your statutes. In the book of Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, Bible makes us understand that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So the more you are able to speak about the goodness of God, testify of the good things that he's doing in your life, the more you are able to release the goodness of God in your life. Child of God, I don't know what you've picked up throughout this lesson, but I just want you to lift up your voice right now in the next minute or two. 
You are just thanking God for how far he has brought you. You are thanking God for this whole year, how he has kept you through what looks like difficult times. You are thanking God for the gift of life. You are thanking God for your salvation. You are thanking God for forgiveness. You are thanking God for life, for good health. You are thanking God for the good things. You are thanking God for strength. You are thanking God for qualifying you and making you a believer. You just want to lift up your voice in the next minute or two. Thanking God for what he has done in your life and who he is in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. This has been Kingdom Mindset Service, formerly known as Renew Your Mind Service. And it was a blessing, it was a privilege to have you join for tonight's service. Um, God richly bless you for tuning in. God richly bless you for joining in. Tomorrow we have Kingdom Impact Prayers. It's going to be an awesome time in the presence of the Lord. You don't want to miss it for anything. It will be a powerful time for you to build up on where we have left off, especially concerning our 10 days prayer and fasting which we've had and also this teaching that has also been done. God richly bless you for tuning in. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.